This podcast is sponsored by Adtran. Adtran knows the challenges of managing a robust subscriber network. That's why they built Mosaic One, a single interface to view the network from end to end. Schedule a demo today by visiting adtran.com slash mosaic one. The 5G Next Wave Digital Symposium is happening March 9th and March 11th, 2021. I'm Phil Harvey. I'm the editor-in-chief at Light Reading, and that digital symposium will be uh, chaired by none other than Gabriel Brown, who joins me now. Uh, Gabriel from Heavy Reading. Hey, Gabe. Hey, Phil. How are you doing? Uh, Great. Thanks for uh, making some time today. So I want to talk, I guess, first of all, about what's coming up at the symposium, but it's great because the symposium is covering the topic that's kind of on everybody's mind anyway in this whole um, 5G uh, evolution, which is, um, I guess, first of all, what 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 makes up 5G, the next wave of 5G technology, you know, the thing that's going to kind of propel the 5G experience forward. So yeah, very good question. That's what the that's what the session's about. I mean, it, it's set up really on the on the on the kind of premise that lots has gone well and right about five G, and we can talk about that at length. There's lots of mm. good things. I'm going to present on the opening session a little bit of a scorecard. What's gone well, but not spend too long on it. What it really comes down to is um, what five G does right now is provide fast downlink to customers. But mm-hmm. if you're in the right area, you get fast downlink yeah. to customers in the right area. Um, the premise is that it can do a lot more than that. It, obviously, it's promised a lot more than that. And so we kind of want to investigate a little bit, you know, what, what are the next phases? Yeah. And I, I think that's what's compelling about the the topic is that everyone's gotten a taste of what it what it can do now. And, and maybe it's been a tad overwhelming, you know, to consumers in certain you know, in certain geographies and things like that. And and we've maybe been, you know, there's been so much hype about 5G, you know, from the from the very beginning. It really helps to have these discussions and just kind of set a timeline for what's going what capabilities are going to be unlocked and when. And then talking about the technology, what's actually going to get us there, you know, and how far away are we there? Um, do you do you feel like we're uh you know that that the pandemic has set this back, um, or or propelled this forward as far as the timelines go. I'm not sure. It's hard to say at this point, honestly, because we're mm-hmm. still that we'd like to think we're coming to the end of it. We don't know that, but, but hopefully we're That's you know, true. coming towards yeah. the end of it. Um, m- my feeling is it probably hasn't done either. Um, mm-hmm. I, clearly we all really value connectivity and, and all of that. So it's that, that from that point of view, there's, there's an impact. Um, but uh, a generational shift like this, it plays out over quite a long period, over quite a number of years. So I don't I don't think we can say yet. I mean, there's lots of it in uh, vendor marketing and things. Oh, you know, you want to have robots and automation because you don't want to be close to people, things like that. Right. Uh, you know, on the other hand, clearly, <laughs> clearly there's um, – in release 17, the, the the next standards release has been delayed, you know, because they can't meet face to face, can't have the corridor conversations. It's all online, and so they've, you know, that's gone back six months or so. In itself, that isn't such a big deal because there's, you know, like I say, these are over long timelines. Mm-hmm. 
what's been your 5G experience so far? Do, do, you, do you have it personally or have you had a chance to, to you know, use it lately? And, and uh, what's what's been the, uh, you know, the kind of the main benefit? Yeah, I mean, it, it's good. It's, I've, I've used a lot of the service, all of the services here that are live in the UK. Um, mm-hmm. At my house, I'm a couple hundred meters maybe at most from a, a brand new, uh, a, a new 5G site. Two 5G sites have just gone up on the same rooftop kind of thing. They Excellent. happen to both not be on my carrier, so I'm not actually using it. Uh, <laughs> so you can to... see the future; you just can't participate in it. <laughs> I'm going to I'm have to switch. You know, you have to you have to hunt around a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I think the main observation I'd have is that right now, you know, it's good, but it doesn't. It hasn't really yet changed fundamentally how we interact with services and our devices. It's yeah. kind of yeah, it's fast if you're on a speed test, but you wouldn't know that as you're as you're going about your, your right. life. Um, it's starting, you know, we see hints of it. Like um, a good example is, and this is pretty pretty basic, really, so don't get too excited, but it's made unlimited service plans economically kind of more viable and attractive. And so I know they had that in the U.S., relatively high price. That's yeah. coming to many more markets. Now we can do unlimited. As a consumer, that is a good thing, no question, because they have the capacity there. We're starting to maybe see glimmers that, you know, it is going to give you a better experience like in some media streaming or something like that. But it's, you know, it's early. Yeah, I I think the, uh, you know, battery life and device, the the life of the device, it's supposed to be, you know, uh, uh, better for those those types of things. But that's something that, again, won't play out right away. It'll play out over time. Um, how important is is it for carriers to be on the path to having a standalone 5G core in the next several months? Like competitively, it seems like we're at this. You know, like a lot of a lot of carriers have stood up 5G, you know, and are delivering 5G services. But that just seems like the next. Um, it, or maybe I should rephrase that. Is that the next major milestone technically? And what is the penalty for carriers that don't achieve that, you know, before all their competitors do in a market? Yeah, it's a good question. I think it is one of the next major milestones. And in fact, the keynote on the first session next week from Swisscom, head of um, mobile uh, consumer business communications is going to come and talk about some of the things they've been doing with standalone and in, in, in their mm-hmm. in their field trials and things like that. Um, it's a great so w- w- right now five G in nearly all cases not quite everywhere your five G is kind of supplementary to your four G experience. So the four G network is the primary serving cell. It's the it's the four G core. And the 5G mm-hmm. radio connection you have, it kind of comes in and provides essentially a bit of a bandwidth boost, a throughput boost. It's hosted on a 4G platform, essentially, put it in those terms. Yeah. The move over to standalone makes the 5G network the primary connection to your device. And so it's controlled by the 5G core. The 5G radio is now actually in control of how your device you know, uh, switches from active to idle, how it roams, and, and, and all this kind of thing. So it is a... It's a, it's an important and very big transition, um, really important. There's a bunch of other things that will come into it in terms of what we talk about next wave. Mm-hmm. What I would just back up on though is I don't think it's something that you you know it's going to be a competitive issue really in the next few months, like you put it. Okay. Um, I think it's going to become a kind of a competitive issue, let's say within a couple of years. 
um, to you know, I've actually just done a whole project on on um, 5G core and all this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The we're in a phase now where there are a handful, a dozen or so operators that have something live, a couple commercial, quite a few, more or less be like a friendly user or a field trial live. The next year or two is going to be see a lot of activity on, um, you know, people taking these field uh, trials and friendly user trials into a kind of mass market phase, into a full commercialization phase. Um, so it's not a period. It's not a question of a few months. It's a question of a, a couple of years, I think. But it is a really big and important transition. Okay. So it's a yeah. So it, so so my timeline uh, was a little off. But then again, as a journalist, I'm trying to turn everything into a horse race. So there's <laughs> there's that tendency. But mm. the uh, but the but the bigger point is this will be a competitive differentiator at some point, right? I mean, this is the, or or is everybody who who is in the 5g game going to eventually, you know, go to a, 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 a full standalone core. Like I'm, I'm curious as to whether some operators in some markets might just say, you know what, the additional broadband capacity is great and we'll just hold it here and, mm-hmm. you know, sweat that network for as long as they can. Yeah. But you don't have to do either or you can do both. And that's probably mm-hmm. what's going to happen in pretty much all cases, I think as well. Gotcha. Um, the, the it, it, this gets this can get quite complicated quite quickly, but there's so I don't think having standalone is going to be really that much of a competitive differentiator because let's say every five G operator can and will be able to do it. What will be the differentiator is the types of services that it can support on that on that architecture on that infrastructure, and how you, for example, p- put an offer out that relates to edge services or. A network slice or whatever it is, some kind of vertical offer. So that will be where the differentiation is. A lot of operators in parallel are going to carry on with the current model, and there's quite a few reasons for that, um, which we can get into. The types of devices and also spectrum position, how well built out their RAN is. There's, there's, so I think we'll actually see the current model and the new model running um, in combination. Okay. At the symposium, will you be talking mostly about um, the network technology, we or, and will that conversation include the next wave of services? Like, will there will there be some um, some time dedicated to discussing what this technology is going to unlock? Yeah. So, what we're going to what the aim is, what we're trying to do is kind of make the relationship between uh, technology capabilities, how that gets implemented in by service providers in networks and what it actually manifests in terms of the service, you know, what, what, what that really ends up meaning. So yeah, we're going to be talking about that, uh, that chain, if you like, from standards really through to implementation rollout. And then actually what, you know, what, what, what comes uh, to the customer, the kind of the, 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 how to put it, the assertion I make, the, the, the point I make, I think we are, with the 5G technology ecosystem, it is on the verge of a great leap forward in, its, mm-hmm. in how it can support many different services from you know, private networks, the URLLC, the network slicing, the CV2X, um, IoT, maybe a bit longer. There's a lot of capabilities coming through. We haven't seen yet, but we're right on the verge of being able to make quite a significant leap forward. And that, as I mentioned, that's not going to play out by March, uh, sorry, April or whenever, you know, we, we speak next. But yeah, it's going to take a little time, but it is within the next couple of years. 
That's fantastic. Okay, well, I will, um, uh, as I've been saying quite a lot these days, um, I'm excited about the future. I just don't know exactly when it starts, but uh, but uh, I, I am looking forward to the 5G Next uh, next Wave Digital Symposium. It's going to happen Tuesday, March 9th uh, at 11 Eastern. Um, the second day of the symposium happens on uh, Thursday, March 11th, uh, also at 11 Eastern. And uh, uh, Gabriel Brown, you will be uh leading the panels and doing lots of talking on the on the uh, program. Thanks for uh, joining us today. Hey, thanks, Phil. Take it easy. This podcast is sponsored by AdTran. AdTran knows the challenges of managing a robust subscriber network. That's why they built Mosaic One, a single interface to view the network from end to end. Schedule a demo today by visiting adtran.com slash mosaic one.